When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Final MLS UK show of the decade. I know. I mean, we've only been here for, what, two years yeah. of it? But... Uh, but it's exciting, new starts, but we've got a lot of looking back to do of the season. Of which I'm not particularly looking forward to. This is the MLS UK Show. Hello, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 28 of the MLS UK Show. Uh, as ever, haven't changed it. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. On today's podcast, we look back. Uh, you come to us for a little bit of MLS expertise, right? right. No, well, you don't. Uh, and we're going to prove just how little we know and how inaccurate all of our predictions are. Yeah, we're looking back at our predictions. We're also grading each team out of 10 with their 2019. And of course, we will kick off with a game with the changing name. I've got a really, really good one for you. Let's do it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Merry Crimbo, Henry Hewitt. Merry Christmas. Uh, what are your plans? What's a, a Christmas like in a Holman household? Uh, well, as we stand here now, uh, I currently have one more radio show to do right. in 2019. Um, so that's tomorrow morning on The Breakfast Show. And then I am racing straight home. We need to do the food shop. We need to get the house um, a little bit more Christmassy than it already is because my uh, my mum and her partner are coming to to stay with us for Christmas, and I'm hosting for oh, the first time. Hosting Christmas? Are you I, nervous? 
I actually am because my you'll you'll know this and like your your mum's the same. My mum's just amazing at Christmas. Yeah. Like she just I know she's had a bit more practice than me, but she's just always made Christmas so so special for me and so amazing and like if you go to her house at christmas it's like she meets you at the door she's like oh you've had a long journey can i get you this this cheese and biscuits then she's like popping the corks and it's just like a constant service and i feel like i've got to live up to that um so yeah i am i am a little bit nervous if you've got tips for me for hosting christmas um I'm, I'll welcome american canadian traditions as well uh, send them to me please at elliot holman on twitter i'll take anything Oh, well, my Christmas is a, uh, a New York City FC Christmas because I'm uh, I'm going elsewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm not hosting. Uh, no, I'm going. I'm all over the place because I get to go see my mom, and then I've got to see Poppy's family. But then Boxing Day, I come back because that's mine and my dad's Christmas Day because it's Boxing Day football. Uh, which uh, unfortunately, the fixtures are put Bolton in Sunderland. Uh, if you uh, if you don't know English geography, Sunderland's about. Three hours, three and a half hours away from Manchester. Yeah, it's like New York getting LA on the, you know, on a family day. So we're going to go watch uh, Salford City instead. My local team, David Beckham's other team. Can't wow. remember really playing, but they're at home on Boxing Day, so we're going to go watch them. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Are you going to watch any Boxing Day football this year, mate? No, Amazon for the win. Amazon Prime have got us sorted for the Premier League. Well, for my team anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to rub that in. Um, we've got Villa away on Boxing Day. It's only about an hour from my house, that. Um, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot of plans and like fam- family gatherings we've been invited to and stuff. Um, and I've been invited to something that starts at quarter to six. And I thought this is perfect because I can watch Norwich on Amazon. Yeah. And then uh, I can go and drown my sorrows afterwards. So um, Amazon... Um Basically, for just a bit of context for anyone listening outside of the UK, uh, whereas in North America, I think they're, they're really lucky to get to watch pretty much any yeah. Premier League game they want. Whereas in England, if the games that start on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, so I don't know, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, yeah. um, we can't watch on TV. So uh, we don't watch those games, but you watch the ones that are on the other times. So Amazon now have started something where you watch all the games at the same time they're all live and you yeah. can do it. So And it's really nicely indexed as well. So at, at half time of the Norwich game, I'll be able to flick onto the other games and they've indexed all the goals so you can just flick. I can go into the Spurs game mm. and it'll be like, oh, here's the goals, here's the highlight. It's great. Yeah. And uh, worth mentioning as well, um, when my dad was last in Florida, he wanted to watch Norwich and so he signed up because of his cable package. He signed up for something where he can watch it online. I don't know which company it is uh, but it's like a match or a season pass or whatever yeah. for, for Norwich City so he could watch like Norwich whenever he's in America he's come back to the UK and it still works oh wow yeah like no cheating needed it just still works well this is what we've been crying out for for MLS uh, in this country for yeah. years uh, I, so I would games. I would pay I, let me know if you're on board with helping us with a, with a campaign for 2020 we won't get into this now but I've mentioned this to you before haven't I where I love MLS, you love MLS. They've got a growing market here and we can't watch the games that we want to watch. I just think if I was able to pay a subscription, I would pay 20 quid a month to be able to just watch any MLS game, just log in, watch any MLS game. Surely that's better for them because they're making money out of it. I don't see why they wouldn't do it i don't i don't understand so if you could uh show your support for this uh let me know if you're up for a little bit of a helping us with a campaign in 2020 because i think mls need to help us out in the uk because it's such it like it's so difficult to to watch the games over here it's it's ridiculous 
I'm happy to go above board. I'm happy to be paying subscription, log in, choose my game. I just don't see why they wouldn't do it. Because um, you guys get to watch the, all the Premier League and everything. Yeah. Like, help us out. We're trying our best here. It'd be a nice Christmas present. If you're listening to this episode over the holiday season and you'd like to send us a photo of you listening to it, I don't know if you're, you're wearing some tinsel or you may be listening to it just before New Year's, I don't know, then get in touch at MLS UK Show. Um, you know, we want to see as well, because we love the like the North American culture, so we want to mm. see how you guys do Christmas. And, and yeah. It's... It, it might be something you think is really, really boring. You might just be sat in your front room and you might have a beer and you might be, might be listening to us at Christmas. But honestly, for us, that's incredible. So uh, seriously, send us, uh, send us any pictures of you, what you're up to over Christmas. Uh, just genuinely really, really interested. Yeah. Uh, right, let's get started then. Episode 28 It's the last episode of uh, MLS UK Show Season 2. Um, and we're going to start, as we've started every other episode, with a game with the changing name. Now, I messaged you earlier because I was prepping this. And I messaged you to say, oh, the player today, the player today. I'm excited about this one. I think you'll get it, but I don't know if you'll know they were ever in MLS because I didn't. Right, okay. I'm intrigued. Okay, so if you've never heard this before, uh, this is a player that's played in both the UK and in the States in MLS. I will read you their career path and you've got to work out who it is. Okay, so they started their career in 1992 with Reading. Okay. They then moved to Newcastle in 1995. In 1998, they played for West Ham. Right. 2002, Portsmouth. Okay. And then, I didn't know this, 2006, a bit before our time when it comes to MLS, moved to FC Dallas. Wow. Uh... Right, okay, so Reading... Show, show you're working. Think out loud here. Reading to Newcastle to West Ham to Portsmouth. Yep. That's, I'm, I'm looking really at Newcastle to West Ham. That's probably a, when I first started watching soccer. So that's yep. when, as we all know, no one knows as much about football than a seven-year-old boy because they've got no other distractions. Yep, exactly. Um, for me, for me, this player is West Ham, and it's 98. I'm a year younger than you, so 98 is when I was really... Like, I was watching Match of the Day, catching up on the Premier League sort of on a Sunday morning with Match of the Day, and this 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 right. guy was prolific. Newcastle to West Ham. Is he English? He is English. Right, okay. All right, well, um, I'll have a think about it. If you feel you know, if you're screaming at your headphones now going, it's blah, blah, then get in touch at MLS UK Show. Screenshot where you're up to when you find it out as well. And uh, don't wait to get to the end of the episode and then come back. We know if you're lying. Yeah. So it's 92 Reading, 95 Newcastle, 98 West Ham, 2002 Portsmouth and FC Dallas in 2006. Hmm. Okay. We'll have a think. The MLS UK Show. Coming up, we're going to be looking back at the predictions we made. I think it was episode five. Welcome to MLS. Yeah. Uh, this season, we had a look at MVP, signing of the winter, that last winter, of course. I remember doing that. Yeah, surprise package, assist king, top scorer and MLS Cup champion. So we'll we'll see how we did, who did better out of me and you. But first, we need to give our grades out. We did this last year, but we did it in the traditional A, B, C, D yeah. like kind of thing. And uh, we then figured out that the American or North American school system is different to yeah. ours. So we were like having people going... 
What you guys have a U? What's a U? <laughs> uh, U is like a, a ungraded. Yeah, ungraded. So Terrible. not even good enough for, for an F. Uh, so this year we're going to do it out of ten instead. So where shall we start, Elliot? Do you want to do uh, just run down the Eastern and the West, or I'll leave this up to you? Well, let's do it alphabetical. Now, of course, last season there was 24 teams. Yeah. going to be 26 this year, so we can't really grade into Miami. Uh, we're not, not fair to grade Nashville well, as well. No, no stadium, no manager, no GM. So you then. Although there are rumours about Patrick Vieira for the Inter Miami job, which will be interesting, and of course that's a, a game with a changing name link right yeah. there. Uh, so we'll wait and see on that one. But for now, let's do the 24 teams that were in it last year. You go first, and I'll go, and then you go, and I'll go. Okay. So we've got 12 each. So that means... Well, that means I get to do Atlanta. You get to do Atlanta. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I'll be fair about it because Atlanta set high expectations because they won MLS Cup the previous year and it would have been a 10 out of 10, surely, the year before. Yeah. Won a lot of silverware this year, so I'm I'm not going to be too too harsh, but I think the failure in MLS Cup has has to knock them down a bit. So I'm... I'm going between a seven and an eight. What what will you take? I think it was the one game that ruined the season, so I think you've got to give him an eight. Okay, I'm happy with that. I'm fine with that. Chicago Fire. <laughs> give me the I'm, I mean, any score that they had surely is now ruined by the badge. <laughs> so Chicago Fire, in case you forgot, they finished eighth in the East, just below the uh, the playoff line. They had a really bad, really middle part of the season. They picked it up. In the end, their goal difference was eight. Can you believe that? I know. So I weren't really expecting much from Chicago Fire last year. So I'm going to give them a five. You know, really? I just... With the amount they spent on roster yeah, wages, but I think with the stuff going on behind the scenes as well, it must have been difficult. So I'm going to give them a five. But I am looking forward to see how we do in 2020. Okay, Chicago uh, Fire in the UK didn't quite go that high, did they? When we put this out on Twitter. He said 1.5 of it, <laughs> and that was being generous. <laughs> okay, so FC Cincinnati. I mean, I feel bad because I know uh, Jack Stern messaged the other day saying he still listens to the podcast. Goalkeeper shout coach. Out, shout out, Jack. It wasn't good, was it? Mm, you can probably split their season into two parts. You've got the first four games and then the rest. Yeah. Um, first four games was a 10. I'm going to go for a three. Okay, that's, that's probably fair enough. FC Cincinnati uh, are looking to bolster their squad this year, so it could be that was just a that was just a starter for FC Cincinnati. That was a bit of bread. This is the main course this year. We could do a lot better. Anyone who finishes thirteen points below Orlando, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, stale bread. <laughs> um, right, Colorado Rapids. So we're moving now into the West. Yeah, missed out on the playoffs. Poor start. They made a lot of good signings, but then a poor start. They could, to get within six of, of the playoffs, to be fair, for, for me, after the start they had, is actually quite decent. Yeah. But still, we expected more from them, so I'm going to give them a four. Mm, yeah, it, well, it wasn't close in terms of points in the end, was it? So, Columbus Crew. <sighs> Last year, we were really kind to Columbus because we said look they've gone through a lot mm. and they did alright they sort of rescued the season I think we, everyone was very very disappointed with them this year and I would actually put them on a level with Cincinnati because of the expectation so they're expected especially with Caleb Porter they're expected to go and do well expected to go and make the playoffs didn't so I'm sorry but I'm going to have to match them 
with Cincinnati and go wow. for a three. A three. Yeah. Brought in a lot of new faces during the season as well. Didn't really, really happen. I think we'll be pushing for him to get a lot closer to the playoffs, if not in the playoffs this year. But That feels harsh, but I think it's because I had big expectations mm. and they didn't, they didn't deliver. Okay, FC Dallas then in the West. They just got into the playoffs. It was a bit of a transition season for them last year yeah. uh, after Oscar Pereja. Uh, left Never heard of him. the uh, the winter before. I'm going to give FC Dallas. I'm I'm actually going to give them a a six here mm-hmm. because I feel that yeah, getting in the playoffs. I'm not going to give them a an eight or a nine. But to be fair, if you look at Vancouver Whitecaps, for example, who went through something similar in a bit of a change, FC Dallas getting in the playoffs continues that sort of run they've had of getting into the playoffs. So they've done all right. So I'm going to give them a six. Okay, fair enough. Right, DC United. Mm, marred by the Acosta issues with Rooney leaving, mm. made the playoffs, which was kind of on target. So I think I'd go maybe a six. Is that fair? I'd probably say so, yeah. Six is fair. Um, if you look at, like uh, we just said, we put this out on Twitter the other day just to see what the, the fans are thinking. DC United Kingdom said four. He said playoffs made, but uh, properly lost it in the um, in the playoffs in extra time. Scored very few goals, no improvement on last season. And with Rooney and Acosta going, they're going to have to bolster the ranks at the top of the pitch, aren't they? They're going to yeah. uh, get some goals next season. Yeah. Uh, right, moving on. Houston Dynamo back in the West then. Uh, they finished 10th, eight points off the playoffs. Houston, for me, didn't really they didn't contribute a lot during the season. I'm going to give them a four. You know, I, I, it's, Houston aren't necessarily a team at the moment that you're expecting loads from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they changed the manager uh, halfway through the season as well. So and the manager then went and won the Canadian Cup. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, four for Houston, but a low four. Okay, LAFC. <laughs> I mean, ran away with it. Absolutely ran away with it. The only issue, of course, was the playoffs. But... I think you have to be fair. Ninety nine percent of their season was was incredible, so it's got to be a nine at least. I'd agree with that. I think uh, it almost perfect. Yeah. A bit like Red Bulls last year, almost perfect. Yeah. But uh, right, moving over then, LA Galaxy fifth. They finished in the West. Of course, they they got knocked out to LAFC in the playoffs. I'm going to give LA Galaxy. You know what? I think in terms of improvement from the season before, I think there definitely was improvement. Yeah. Were they going to win MLS Cup? If you look at Zlatan being there, you could have had a shout that maybe they could have done, but realistically, probably weren't. So just for the improvement of a season before, I'm going to give LA Galaxy a seven. Okay. Um, building on that, because I've got Minnesota next, who obviously finished above LA Galaxy, mm. I'll go for I'll go for an eight, and I'll tell you why. Minnesota were just quietly brilliant last season. Yeah. Um, with a good roster, but not a roster that everyone makes fuss about. Adrian Heath's done a really good job. I think finishing fourth in the West is a really, really good achievement. Level third, by the way. And the expectation where it is with Galaxy always, the five-time winners, wasn't with Minnesota. So I feel like they've done really well there. So I'm going to go with an eight. Okay, Montreal Impact changed the manager halfway in the season. Won Canadian Championship, finished ninth. 
I'll let I'll let you split this one. You can have first half of the season and then second half yeah. of the season. <laughs> Which I think we did last year as well. Montreal yeah. are very. It was the other way around though. <laughs> yeah, very yin and yang side in the in the season. Uh, I, my, Montreal just for winning Canadian Championship. I'm going to give him a six, but it would have been a five otherwise. They just sort of they were there. I know it was tough at the start with the uh, the problems with the pitch and then playing away and stuff like that. But at the same time, yeah, six. Six. Okay. Expecting more this year with Thierry, though. I'm excited okay. for that. New England Revolution. Again, a tale of two halves. The start was dreadful. Yeah. The, it was awful. Abysmal. It was embarrassing to watch, I'll be honest with you. Didn't they? Just like they didn't even know each other. It was it was horrific. Rescued it, came back, made the playoffs, which is unbelievable. So the start would literally have been a two. And the second half would be like a nine. So? So... I'm going to go with a seven. I think it's generous, but I'm going with a seven because we should judge it mainly on Arena, who's there now. Yeah, I was impressed that we got to the playoffs in the end, so that's fair enough. Uh, I've got then New York City, smashed it in the East, won the Eastern Conference, and then messed it up big time in the playoffs against uh, Toronto. You know what? When we come to our predictions, you'll understand this because I didn't think much of New York City at the start of last season. I thought it was going to be a difficult season for them. It wasn't. So for that basis, and their season was it was almost perfect apart from one tackle at the end of the, the playoff game. So I'm going to give them a nine. Really? Yeah. I think they, they overdid expectations in the regular season. And like one act of stupidity has, has cost them, but I'm going to give them a nine. Okay. Uh, that leaves me with New York Red Bulls, who finished sixth, so they made the playoffs. I think they'll be disappointed compared to last season. I think uh, compared to last season, they would have expected to be up there again. So, But they still made the playoffs, so consistent. I'm going to go with a seven. Orlando City. Glad you've got this one. <laughs> um, I won't be offended. Just do what you got to do. I don't want to give you a one. I think that's predictable. So I'm going to give you a two. I think compare it to last season. That's probably what's pushing it to a two. <laughs> I, I just think for Orlando, you know, I went and watched you, and that second half against New England Revolution, you played really well. You uh, you got it back to 3-3, three, three, but that probably was the best half an hour, 40 minutes of, of soccer that Orlando did after August. So when you needed it the most at the end, when you had, what, seven games and you were a couple of points behind the playoff yeah, line, uh, you've then finished... Eight points off. Because with Nanny joining as well, having a DP on that standard, the year before, in the limbo in between Kaka and Nanny, it was, you kind of excuse it because, you know, you didn't have any real star players. With Nanny there, to finish 11th, not good enough. So two for Orlando from me. Okay. Take back my high score for Atlanta. <laughs> I've called Orlando to <laughs> number two before plenty of times. Brilliant. Uh, Philadelphia Union. What a brilliant season. Great season for them. Uh, won their first ever playoff game in their history. Um, consistently brilliant, quietly brilliant throughout the season with not a real load of star players. Going to go for an eight. Portland Timbers finished sixth in the end. Uh, didn't quite work out in the, the playoffs. They got beat to RSL in the first round. I, I expect more from Portland Timbers. Again, it was it was difficult because they had the first few games away 
uh, f- first few being an understatement, but I still expect more from Portland Timbers. Um, a few of the players have re-signed, so I, I expect them to be more stable this year. But overall, last year, give them a, they got in the playoffs, so I'll give them above a five. I'll give them a six. Okay. Uh, Rail Salt Lake finished third, uh, level with Minnesota. Again, another team that just—they're not glamorous. They're not—they're not a you know team of big stars, but consistently up there every single year. But I'm impressed with them. Really impressed. It's another eight for me. I'd give them a nine. Would you? Personally, yeah. Because okay, I'm happy. I'm happy to stretch to a nine, but no, I gave LAFC a nine. This is yours. I'm more generous than you with your. Uh, you know, it's only you because at. you've got your mate there. <laughs> uh, Rusnak, same birthday. In case you didn't know. Uh, okay, we'll give. We'll stick with an eight for them. San Jose Earthquakes. They just missed out on the playoffs, but the difference from the season before and the first part of this season to the end of the season. Wondolowski getting the record is tough because I want to give them a quite a high score just for very low expectations, but I don't want to give them too high. So I'm going to give San Jose Earthquakes a seven. Okay. Up next is the team uh, everyone says we never talk about, we never mention. So we're going to move on to SKC. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, take your 10 and shut up. SKC. Congratulations to Seattle once again, by the way. No, don't don't give them any more airtime. It's way over budget now. We've gone way over the mark. SKC, right. Where to start with SKC? 10 points off the playoffs. They are so much better than 11th. When you compare Orlando finished 11th in the East with one less point, that isn't good enough for SKC. I would give them a one. However, they did go the furthest in the Champions League from all, all the MLS teams. So I'm going to have to give them a two. A two? Yeah, because they were really, they were, they weren't very good. Next year again, they've realised they weren't good. They've added to the ranks, so they will be higher than eleventh. But for them to finish eleventh isn't good at all. So I'm going to give them a two. Okay, I might struggle with this one, Toronto, because I don't really know how I feel about it. Right, they had a strong finish, and they ended up getting that home tie in the playoffs, finishing fourth. But I don't know. Is it because I've just been watching MLS in the last three or four years that I just expect? Success from Toronto. Yeah, but we didn't got have the, it. Got to the MLS final. We MLS didn't have it final. in 2018, though, did they? I'll go for a nine. That's, I think that's fair enough. If you looked at the last four years and thought, oh, well, they've won it, you know, so we should be winning it again, I think that would be harsh. They've got a strange roster, though. The roster the roster's always confused me. Why? Because they randomly shift five at the back, three at the back, four at the back. They've got, like, loads of wingers. Like, so many wingers. And... I don't know, the roster seems overloaded in places, overcrowded, and there's a lot of talent there that they can't physically get on the pitch at the same time, yet other teams like Cincinnati would have been, you know, would have cut their right arm off for. So, I don't know, it just seemed seemed weird, but hopefully it'll streamline itself out a little bit. Okay, well, last but certainly not least, uh, well, they are least, actually, Vancouver Whitecaps, <laughs> uh, bottom of the West. It was a, a transition season for them after the changing manager, but it's really not worked out. I haven't watched Vancouver that much. Funnily enough, one of my mates, John, who I went uni with, yeah. it's his birthday uh, Sunday, as we, as we put Happy this... Happy birthday, John! As we put this podcast out. He's a Vancouver Whitecaps fan, and I've been chatting to him. And, I have a question. Yeah. Why? He just chose it. Okay. You know, they wanted, I think they wanted Canadian... Him and his mates wanted Canadian teams, so he chose Vancouver. Um... They've just given nothing, to be honest, this season. I watched, I've not watched them that many times, but I watched them when they play Columbus at home. Oh, no, 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 you're being harsh. Go on. The failed Penenka was great. 
Oh yeah, so that that as well. <laughs> this 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 cements the score I'm going to give them. The failed Penenka. I watched them when they played Columbus Crew. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. I mean, it finished one one, but it's still one of the worst games I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, so going off that, Vancouver Whitecaps. I'm giving them a one out of ten. I think that's justified because you gave Orlando a two, and they somehow got less points than Orlando. So Vancouver, although they have made sign, we're going to talk about a few of the signings that's happened. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we can do better. But yeah, last year they, they were really poor. So I'm going to give them a one. So congratulations to Seattle, 10 out of 10. Yeah, a few nines in there as well. But I think there's going to be a lot of teams. You look at the bottom of uh, the conferences this year, there's a few teams there that you can see doing much better this year. I'm thinking Columbus. I'm thinking uh, SKC. <laughs> Keep so, going. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So Montreal will probably do a bit better. Chicago yeah. Fire, yeah. Cincinnati, you've got to do better than twenty-four points. Yeah, uh, Vancouver, you'd fancy them to do a bit better. Houston yeah. as well. Anyone else? Um, no, it's probably fair enough. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So there's the grades that we've given each team. But how did our predictions match up <laughs> to what actually happened? I'm dreading this. So at the start of the season, uh, it was episode five called Welcome to MLS 2018. We did our predictions for the 2019 season. So we had some categories like uh, MVP, signing of the winter, surprise package, assist king, top scorer and MLS cup champion. So, Elliot, I've had a listen back to the episode and I've got the results that we give. Okay. okay. So, let's. What, which category would you like to start off with? Whichever you'd like, because they're all going to be t- terribly tragic. Right. Well, let's do Assist King first. Uh, so, at the start of the season, I said it would be Acosta from DC. You said. Did I it, say Nanny? You said it would be Nanny from Orlando. <laughs> It wasn't either of those. It was Morales of New York City. He got 20 in the end with Valeri uh, from Portland getting 16, Carlos Vea getting 15. If I scan down now, I'm just going to scan down the list and try and find the name that comes up first. And it was Nanny. Nanny got 10. So I think you won that one. Considering Nanny's the only person who actually scored for Orlando this season, 10 assists is quite good. It is, to be fair. Um, Acosta got... (laughs) Two. <laughs> so you've won that one. Okay, so that was the assist king. If we move now to the signing of the winter. So I said last year the signing of the winter would be Nanny from Orlando. Yep. You said Colorado Rapids as a collective for all their signings. Yeah. So who's won that one? <laughs> oh, well, to be fair, I think Nanny finished top scorer and got 10 assists, so... I'll give you that one. Okay, there were other signings. You could have perhaps looked at New York City FC and we would have outright won. But I guess between me and you, we'll go with Nanny. In uh, our defence, Pozuelo and Mitrita and all that turned up a little bit late. So That's true. Speaking of New York City FC, the surprise package I give to New York City FC, but in a negative way. <laughs> they finished top of the East. They finished top of the East. <laughs> <laughs> I said they'd really struggle, and they did exactly the opposite. You said Colorado Rapids, yeah. but in a positive way. Yeah. So I think, you know what, just for the absolute shambles, shambles of mine, I, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Right, so we've got MVP, 
top scorer and MLS Cup to come. Let's go with top scorer. So we know that Carlos Vela got it. Yeah. I said it would be Josef Martinez. <laughs> you said it would be Bradley Wright Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't play. <laughs> so considering that Martinez, uh, was he second in the end? Yeah. I think I've won that one. BWP <laughs> was knocked out of the team by Tom Barlow, who had never even played before. Uh, right, MLS Cup. We both said LAFC would win, but then we did a second choice that was... Mine was Atlanta, yeah. and yours was New York Red Bulls. Oh. It just I, shows how it gets mixed up every year, and that's why I love it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can't... I don't want to give either of us points there, because you could argue that Atlanta went one stage further, or two stages further, but yeah. still... Didn't actually do it. And the last but certainly not least, is MVP. We had a big choice, and then we had a, an outsider choice. I remember this. Our big choice, mine was Ibrahimovic and yours was Rooney. Our outsider, right, and I, I don't know why I chose this as an outsider, <laughs> but my outsider was Carlos Vea. <laughs> <laughs> what, as if you weren't sure whether he was going to do it? Yeah. I don't know why it's, uh, why we allowed that to happen, but my outsider has gone and won it. You said Matrita is your outsider. How so. are you allowed Vayer as an outsider? That's not that's not a wild pick. I don't know. I listened back to it a few times and I thought, I don't know where I was coming from with that, but it was maybe, I don't know. Because it's not like he did horrendous the season before. No. But still, I won that one. So I won the predictions. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I won the predictions. Okay. You didn't win the score predictions, we know that. No, I didn't. That was, uh, yeah, that was you. But uh, some interesting ones there. I think the new, me saying New York City would have a terrible season and uh, you saying Bradley Wright Phillips would be top goal scorer. I think we can agree that the most shocking thing is, A, you picked an Orlando player in a category and won the category with the Orlando player <laughs> having a good season. That's unbelievable. I can only apologise um, for the shocking predictions, which will return in 2020 when we start the new season and will no doubt be just as inaccurate. By the way, I need to say, if you want your team to have a really good season, then <laughs> yeah. I can be bribed. Yeah. I am up for bribes. PayPal is open. So bribe me and I will suggest your team will have a terrible season. <laughs> Speaking of next season, we've got two teams joining. Yep. And recently there's been a lot of talk about Charlotte, who mm -hmm. are uh, going to be the 94th team joining uh, MLS in a couple of years' time. Expansion fees, $325 million. Yes, that's Charlotte. a lot of money. $325 million. Charlotte is uh, well off. Straight into Garber's back pocket. Uh, so, Henry Hewitt, yep. would you like to play the Christ is Right well, I would, but I'm stood at the top of the steps waiting to come through the audience. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Henry Hewitt, come on down! Yes! Absolute bop. Can we get some jingle bells on it? <laughs> uh, okay, so Charlotte paid $325 million to join MLS as an expansion side. So we will look back at some of the fees paid in recent years. I'll give you the first one for free. It's less... Right, okay. It's Nashville at 150 million. Uh, your next one is LAFC. Higher or lower than Nashville's 150? Oh, um. By the way, there's not much logic in these. I'm going to go with lower. It is lower, but only by 40 million. Wow. 
Cincinnati, higher or lower than LAFC's 110 million? I'm just basing this on that they came into the league a, a year afterwards. I'm going to go higher. It is higher. It's 150. So the same as Nashville. See what I mean? There's no... Compared to Charlotte, that seems yeah. like back pocket change. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, Minnesota. Um, lower. Lower than Cincinnati's 150? Yes. It is. It's 100. Oh, okay. Same year. ATL. Same year as Minnesota. Was it higher or lower than their 100 million? Just because... It's not the same. Just because you like to say that Atlanta's got Don Garber in the, in the back pocket. MLS loves Atlanta, so I'm going to say they paid less. You don't. You do know I didn't choose the fee. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> yeah. It is less. 70. Wow, for the same season. And uh, don't worry about building your own stadium. Just, just share one. That's fine. Uh, speaking of which, NYCFC. Um, lower. It's higher. Really? 100 million. That doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Orlando, same season as NYCFC. Got to be lower. It's 70 million plus you've got to build your own stadium. <laughs> Vancouver. Lower. 35. Oh. Wow. Philadelphia. Lower. Was that, te- that was 10 years ago. Only just though, 30. Five million lower. San Jose. Higher. And it's lower, it's 20. Oh. 20 million. Montreal Impact. Higher. 40 million, correct. Come on, we're getting to the end now. Final one, Portland. Lower. It is, but only just 35 mil. You did all right. They got a couple wrong, but they're quite tough. And it's it's the reason I did that is because it's actually ridiculous. There's no rhyme or reason for that whatsoever. That's weird. It's it's weird how it's gone up by ten times as much in that period. Toronto's was like ten mil, and now Charlotte are at 325. Absolutely insane. I, I wonder what goes into it because there'll be certain checks that go into it. Like I wonder, I don't know. And all that money Garber's got. Mm. And all that time he had to catch up with Wayne Rooney and he's still not had a hair transplant. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Just shave it off, Don. Shave it off. Speaking of Charlotte, then they're entering the league. One thing I need to point out before we have a look at some of the signings that have been made. Did you see this on Twitter? Uh, MLS PA, so the Players Association, have been having some banter because uh, one of the scarves that the uh, Charlotte fans lifted above the head when they got announced was it said time to strike on it yeah mlspa with the eyes emoji <laughs> of course rumors if you don't know that um they're, they're gonna be going on strike through pay and stuff like that uh, so that was good banter that i liked that but uh hopefully it doesn't happen but <laughs> they can see the funny side of it so we have a look at some signings then because it's been quite busy over the last uh, few weeks yeah. we're getting to that stage now just before christmas where teams are looking to finalise a few things apart from into Miami of yeah. course so uh, I wanted to start we, we touched on this last episode Sasha Kleshton, um has officially joined LA Galaxy yeah. Kamal Miller who was on uh, with us the last episode listen back to it it's a really good interview if we do say so ourselves uh, he said that he's really going to miss him from the uh, the locker room at Orlando. Yeah. Now this has happened. It's a few weeks down the line. Do you think it's a good signing for LA Galaxy? I'll be honest with you, I don't know. It's great, great for him because he wanted to go home. I don't know if he's... Is he the calibre of player that LA Galaxy five-time winners should be chasing? 
True. Uh, Has they, he still got it? They have just lost Ibra, so if you compare him to Ibrahimovic, then no. Uh, but I I think LA Galaxy... Okay, if you look back at LA Galaxy's history in MLS, they tend to be more successful when they have got the star names. Maybe it's a bit of a change. Maybe they need some well-known players that no MLS can... And, and question a few years ago, it was the assist kings, so you don't yeah. lose that. Uh, but they do need to... to get another striker, I think, in who's going to get on the end of them crosses. Right, get that written down. Henry's gone for Sasha Kleschen as assist king in Whoa, 2020. I, I mean, I didn't mean... <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but... <laughs> Valeri has re-signed for Portland. Massive. Yes, this it's is massive. big. DP spot. Um, what do you think of Valeri's season last season? Because it was up and down for Portland anyway. We've discussed that. He's missed a Portland for me. I think for someone who has watched MLS for over a period of the last four or five years... Diego Valeri is just so important to the team. I think it's important that they've managed to retain him, presumably for a lower fee. They can still afford to try and build around him for the next couple of years. Uh, Michael Bradley re-signed for Toronto, but not as a DP. So this frees up a DP spot, which is important, because Toronto, we were one step away from winning MLS Cup last year. Now I've got a free DP spot. Yeah, it means they can bring somebody else in. And their recruitment has been good. Let's look at Pozuelo, for example. Um, you know, replacing Giovinco, oh, it's going to be a tough task. It's not. They've got Pozuelo. Been really, really impressed with him. And he's even been playing up front. He's not He's not even a, an attacker. He's an attacking midfielder. But he's been playing up front on his own sometimes. So I'm excited to see who they bring in. I think they can do some good stuff with that spot. Elsewhere, SKC, they we, we, I slated them big time in our <laughs> grades. Uh, they're looking to improve on uh, last season. Polido, Alan Polido, is that how you pronounce it? Polido? I presume so. Uh, he's come in. I'll be honest, I don't know much of him. He does seem like he was uh, sought after by quite a few MLS clubs. He's done very well in Liga MX. Mm. I just think it's good to see them spending. I just think it's good to see them go, oh, do you know what, we're going to roll the dice here. We're going to get ourselves back in the game regardless of, you know, I'm sh- I'm sure he's a great player. I'm sure that it it will work out for them. But it's just good to see. We haven't seen that from them. You know, Johnny Russell was good recruitment, but it wasn't breaking the bank. You know, so I, I think I think it's just good to see that statement of intent. Yeah, uh, you're right. And uh, by the way, if, in all the photos of uh, Polido that are uh, going around with this signing, he's wearing a... Uh, it was, was it Chivas he signed from? Uh, Guadalajara. He's wearing a shirt. It's a Puma shirt, which is like a polo shirt. He's got red and blue and white stripes. If anyone knows where I can get that, because that's one of the nicest... I'll show you. Do you really like that, do you? One of the nicest shirts I've seen. Oh, really? The problem is with uh, Liga MX shirts that it looks great on the front, but on the back you've probably got... Nine sponsors. Nine sponsors, yeah. But if anyone knows where I can get that, give me a a shout on Twitter, at Henry underscore underscore Hewitt. I think it's one of the worst things I've ever seen, but... I like it. Probably why you want it. (laughs) Let's move to Vancouver then. So Vancouver really need to improve on last season. They've brought in uh, Lucas Cavallini, uh, a Canadian striker. Um, he said he's coming home. He's done all right. He's got some good records. So can he can he do that in MLS? Look, anything. It's the same as SKC. Anything that Vancouver do on this scale is massive. Like it's so so important that they go out there and they try and rescue themselves because you can become that team down there. The unglamorous team like Colorado did a couple of years ago. You just become the ones that are just always down there. So it's big that they've gone after this. Um and as well, if he's gonna if it feels like a bit of a homecoming, he's gonna be at ease. 
uh, I feel like there'll be less pressure on him as well. I think I think this could be a really, really, really key signing. Uh, we'll rattle through a few more. Uh, San Jose Espinosa, club record transfer. He's now theirs. This is a big signing for them. Yeah, I it, I, th- I always like these kind of things where th- when they've been on loan and they they're made permanent. I feel like it just gives a. Um, that that sense of ownership is important for the player. They feel more at home and it's important for the club as well. And surely that can only mean he goes on to do better things next season. And last, but certainly not least, the big one. The re-signing for Montreal Impact of Rod Fanny. Fanny is back. Fanny is back. We've got him for 2020. Mate, Fanny is old. (laughs) Old Fanny. He's back for 2020, our favourite centre-half for Montreal. He signed a new (laughs) one-year deal with Thierry Henry. Isn't he like 40? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's why he's only signed a one-year deal. But Thierry Henry's got his fanny back. He's older than Thierry Henry. (laughs) Thierry Henry's got his fanny back. There's a headline. Uh, Right, so there's some of the signings that have been made. Of course, there's going to be loads more in the... uh, in over the next few weeks as we head into 2020 MLS. Right, so before we go, before we close this uh, Christmas episode of the MLS UK show, we need to do, it's a feature that, con- that it will continue into 2020, don't worry. It's five things you may have missed from MLS this week. Elliot. Oh, with, with my already quite deep, ill voice. Yeah, you might just need to do it normally This here. might break me, you know. Okay. I've still got one more show to do tomorrow morning. One. At one, New York City have announced their four 2020 home matches at City Field. Of course, they played at City Field in the playoff match against Toronto last year. They're now going to be playing four matches, uh, April 26th, July 25th, August 8th and September 26th. Don't get me started on this. Just move on. So that's the home of the New York Mets. You Go on, you, you really don't like this, do you? I, I honestly... I don't care. <laughs> no, you don't care because MLS didn't make your team build their own stadium when they didn't need to. They're rewarding, they're rewarding expansion to NYC. They've already got a team in NYC. Then Orlando join. They've got the Citrus Bowl. But no, no, it's not good enough. Build your own soccer-specific stadium. Atlanta join. Oh, no, it's all right. Just share a stadium. It's fine. And uh, then, like, it just doesn't... Just be consistent. How much did New York City pay? Since they're having to build their own stadium. How much did New York City have to pay to get in? It's irrelevant. And how the much stadium York... cost a lot more than that. And how much did Orlando have to the pay? The stadium cost a lot more than that. Orlando had to pay 30 million less. Same for Cincinnati as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, this doesn't bother me. I quite liked the right. stadium in the The playoffs. net. Yeah, I mean, that was a bit... That it's wasn't great, was it? tragic. But... Yeah. It's MLS, man. Like, this is supposed to be one of the fastest growing leagues in the world. And I'm watching it broadcast on TV behind a net. The New York Nets. <laughs> Good one. Two. At number two, we move to Philadelphia Union. It's more of a five teams news you may have missed from MLS this okay. week. Because we've got two for Philadelphia. Uh, the first one, you'd be delighted to know that Bimbo, the bakeries, have uh, continued their sponsorship <laughs> with Philadelphia Union. Bimbo will remain on Philadelphia Union's shirts for the 2020 season for the next four years as well. But also, Philadelphia Union have renamed their USL affiliate team. So it was Bethlehem Steel. Yeah. Do you know what it is now? Is it Philly 2? It is Philadelphia Union 2. Imaginative. 
<laughs> to be fair, I liked that like the steel were different, but it just makes sense to bring it all in house and make it all the same. Anyway, three. At number three, uh, we move now to Louisville. Of course, oh, joining MLS. Shambles. Joining Shambolic. MLS in the next few years. They did change their logo. No. But three days later went back on it because the public did not like it. Are you upset at this because of the logo or the fact that they've gone back on it? The new logo was dreadful. The other one was all right. There was nothing wrong with it. The new logo is dreadful. And... Then they've gone, oh, actually, everyone hates it, so what we'll do is we'll work with the fans and try and, like, do a better one. Do that originally. If you're going to change it, it doesn't need changing anyway. Consult the fans. Why do it after you've already messed it up? It's just stupidity. I sense a lot of anger in today's five things from you. What is it with people changing badges that don't need changing and making them worse? Four. Next year's kits have been leaked with Adidas doing a new special free sort of... Do you know we have the, the free lines on the shoulder? Well, they're coming in the shoulder, down the shoulder blade this time, uh, ready for the MLS 25. A lot of white kits again. It seems a popular to have a white kit at the moment in MLS. Yeah. Um, confused what's going to happen when a team that plays at home in white meets a team... Uh, that also plays in white. When they're away jerseys, probably going to be white as well. What's going mm. on? You'd like to think that they thought of this and you'd like to think they thought, well, okay, we'll make sure <laughs> that it doesn't clash. But this is MLS, you never know. Five. And at five, we go to Inter Miami. There's quite a bit of news with Inter Miami. First of all, David Silva is linked with uh, joining Inter Miami because, of course, he's leaving Manchester City at the end of the season. He's yeah. looking for a club, so he's linked with joining uh, Inter Miami, which, I mean, David Silva has been one of the best players in yeah. the, the Premier League last few years, so that'd be good. Agreed. Elsewhere with Inter Miami, uh, David Beckham is facing a £41 million bill over toxic arsenic levels <laughs> on the new Inter Miami stadium site. Uh, the Sun here in the UK have uh, have been uh, reporting this, so, of course, you know it's going to be true, um, he says. But uh, this was actually in the Miami Herald. Uh, the plans for the £800 million stadium um, have hit a bit of a snare because of this. An environmental report found arsenic levels are contaminating the air and the soil. So, uh, yeah, so they're going to have to get it fixed for £41 million. I've, I have nothing to say on the matter. And finally, we've been to Miami. We've joked about it, but it does look like they are about to hire their new head coach before the 1st of January. That's the latest date. Now, Patrick Vieira has emerged as a bit of a favourite. It wouldn't surprise me, now Arsenal have got their manager sorted, whether Patrick Vieira will now be announced with Inter Miami. Who knows, Henry? Who knows? It seems to be Patrick Vieira or Jason Christ. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I would love Jason Christ to be back in MLS management just because of the crisis right game. But uh, also Patrick Vieira, I think for Inter Miami, that would be better off. That... Yeah, I'm not sure uh, Jason Christ is the right choice <laughs> currently. Um, it'll be Vieira and uh, we'll be happy. Elsewhere, just a quick one, New York Red Bulls have announced that they're going to have uh, safe standing in one of the... Uh, uh, and LA as well. LA, yeah, so that's uh, interesting to see. I think MLS, who are trying to build this sort of, 
you know, with the TFOs, if trying yeah. to build a bit of a European style of uh, fan you know, culture. Fan, yeah, so it'd be interesting. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. I feel like I don't want to end the episode because then we're ending the season and ending the decade. It's yes. bizarre. Let's let's round off the game with a change in name because you struggled with this one. Have you have you had any thoughts? So you said he started at Reading and then moved to Newcastle, then West Ham, then Portsmouth, then and Dallas. Dallas. Two names come to mind. I, I, the first one was Dave Kitson. Okay, but I don't think he was still playing in two thousand and six. The second one, and I don't know whether this guy played for West Ham or not, was Lamanu Loa Loa. Okay, it's neither of them. Mm. And this person is a goalkeeper. Ah, uh, I know this one now. I know this one now. I knew you'd okay. get it. So my previous two were based on the fact that I didn't know he played for FC Dallas, but I know he played for the English teams. Yeah. This one now, I know he's played for Reading because he was in goal when Bolton beat Reading in the playoff final in yeah. 1995. He then has played for Newcastle. He's played for West Ham. He's definitely played for Portsmouth. Didn't know he played for FC Dallas, but no. I do now. Is Shaka Hislop? Shaka Hislop! Wow. I mean, where I dug that from, I don't know. He does uh, work on US TV now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's 50 years old now. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Um, I can still see him now chewing his gum with his jogging bottoms on. I know. I mean, Nick Romando was, what, 60 when he retired, so I'm surprised. Yeah, could have uh, kept going. Yeah. Uh, wow, Shaka Hislock. Well done if you got that one right. Uh, let us know if you did at MLS UK Show. And that's the place to be uh, over the festive period between Christmas and New Year. We've got quite a few uh, quite a few announcements to make in between now and the start of Season 3 in January. Yeah, if you remember last year, we started Season 2. We did start it quite early on in January, so don't be thinking we're having this long break. Well, we try not to anyway, but as you know, our breaks can last a few weeks. Well, yeah, we've got lots of announcements to make. Very exciting times for us, and uh, of course, we want you to be a part of that as well. So loads of stuff coming up, as Elliot said. Yeah, make sure you're following us at MLS UK Show on Twitter. Uh, same on Instagram as well, and we've got a Facebook page. Um, I'm really I'm really excited for everyone to, to see what's going on next year. It's going to be good fun. It's going to be very good. Yep. Uh, we're going to have more guests as well. And starting in January, of course, we'll be bringing back uh, fans to speak to ahead of a new season. And most excitingly, we found this year, the most questions we get asked about this show and the most response we get, yes, Poppy will be back <laughs> doing the kit reviews. Remember, she didn't know New England was a place. She <laughs> supports Columbus Crew because they're the Buzzy B team. So, uh, and yeah. she backs Philly because she likes cheesesteaks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's the, the cream cheese she likes. Oh, yeah. So she will be back as well. So lots to look forward to. One final thing to finish on. Do you remember a couple of uh, episodes ago when uh, we were trying to think of your catchphrase? Yes, you've got get in. Yeah, so I've had get in. Well, I say a catchphrase. I didn't, it just became a thing. Like, it just became a thing. People send me videos of them at games, like when goals go in and them shouting get in. And I'm like... I didn't invent those words, but like it's just become a thing. Um, and you were like, oh, I feel like I haven't got one. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we sort of had a little brainstorm. But because we were doing this year review today, I've listened back to loads and loads of episodes. And I've found your catchphrase and I can't believe I've never noticed it before. But you say it at least two or three times an episode. Wow, okay. Cause, so we came up with... I'm Henry Hewitt, that's one. 
Yeah, because at the start, you're like, and I'm Henry Hewitt. Yeah. Uh, and you always say, see ya, at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is this one you say more. When we do the predictions, yeah. so ahead of the weekend's predictions, uh, and I'll say, oh, yeah, Orlando, I'm going to go with Orlando. I reckon we can win this one. I think it'll be a, uh, I think it'll be 2-0. You always go, oh, I've had a difficult couple of weeks, but I think they'll get back to winning ways. Winning ways is your catchphrase. Winning ways, wow. So if we were to release some merch, you'd have get in on yours and I'd have winning ways on mine. Yeah, and I'm annoyed because double, the double W is powerful, man. It's double H with a double W. Oh, that's naughty. Yeah. When's the merch out? Come on. <laughs> You've had four seconds to make it. Um, winning ways. That's the future. I can see it on ASOS now. In, uh, what's it, Urban Outfitters. Yeah. yeah. And other shops that are available. Yeah, I can see it now. The, dub- the power of the double W. Maybe, that's for 2020. i tell you what, Elliot. Now, I normally end the episode on see ya. Mm-hmm. But I think it's only fair... That we end the year, end 2019 on MLS UK show with something that hasn't been said that much this year, <laughs> and that's down to Orlando City's poor season. So how about, to end the year, you give us an extra long, an extra... I know you've got a bit of a poorly throat, but an extra big get in. No, I don't know, because it doesn't feel right. There's only one way to end the decade. It doesn't feel right. Go on. I don't know. It's normally only after an Orlando win, you know. Okay, how about I say this? Atlanta United 1, Toronto 2. Toronto are into the MLS Cup final. Atlanta have been knocked out. Get in! Come on! Woo! Merry Christmas, everybody, and a happy new year. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.